Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Acts chapter 22. If I were to give this one a title, it would be Bad Times Create Great Opportunities. Bad Times Create Great Opportunities. If you were with us yesterday, we talked about how Paul has been just just attacked by this mob in Jerusalem. And then, because he got attacked, he got arrested. (laughs) And because he got arrested, he got bound up. They're getting ready to take that joker out of there, and he says, hey, can I talk to all these people? So all this bad stuff is happening, but it has now provided an amazing opportunity for him to share his story. And so we're going to talk about this in a moment, but as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe this on the YouTubes. If you are the podcast listener, you are my favorite. <laughs> I love you so much. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Also, leave us a comment on how you are connecting with this, and I would love for everybody to do me this favor, okay? Whether or not you actually engage with the Bible Breakdown podcast discussion group on Facebook, I would love for you to either go there or go to my Facebook page. You can go facebook.com slash the Brandon Cannon, because Brandon Cannon was taken, so I'd put the in there. And I want you to let me know, give me one idea that you think could make this podcast better or this YouTube channel better. We just want to create a community of people that, man, we're rallying around simply reading God's Word every day. It's exciting, and it's awesome, and I want it to be effective. I have this idea in my head of you and I sitting across a coffee table, and we're just kind of gushing about God's Word. Well, if we were sitting there, literally, at some point, I would ask you, hey, is there a way we can make this better? Is there a way that we could add more value in our time together? So imagine we're sitting there. I've asked you the question, and I want you to let me know. So the best way I can think to do this is either go to the... uh, Bible Breakdown Facebook group and put it there in one of the comments or go to my Facebook page and just just pick one. I'll see them. <laughs> I'll see most of them anyway. Uh, pick, pick one of them for the day and just let me know. This would make this better because I really want it to be something that we use, okay? We're going to get into that more as we go into it. Also, I want to know how you enjoyed me adding the music at the end. Now, once again, Obviously, none of this is required, and so if you have to go as soon as this is over with, that's great. But as I was telling you yesterday, many times I just need a minute to sit and just think about what we just read. Think about what I'm going to do about it, because if we read God's Word, it blesses us, but when we apply God's Word, it changes us. And sometimes we have to think about it so that we can apply it to our life. So we're going to keep adding that for a few days. And it's, if you guys say that it's helpful, we may just leave it there. So as soon as we end, we just turn on the music and we just let it play for a moment. And you know, one of one of you have already told me that what you did was is you listened to it on your way to work. And so you just kind of let it play and you just thought about it on the way. I think that's amazing. So we're going to get into that more at the end, but we're picking back up at Acts chapter 22. And we're seeing now that Paul has been arrested and he's getting ready to get led away. But he looks at the Roman guard and he's like, hey, listen, let me talk to these people. Now, I have no idea (laughs) what the Roman officer thought. I'm guessing maybe he thought that Paul was going to calm down the crowd. What he doesn't realize is Paul's about to rev up the crowd in all the wrong ways. But I love this because Paul sees an opportunity. 
where everybody else would see a problem. Remember, on the way, they were telling him, Paul, please don't go to Jerusalem because you're going to get beat up. It's going to be bad. Everybody saw the problems. Paul sees the opportunity, not, not for freedom, not to not have a bad day, but to share his story. And I think that is an amazing thought process that for many of us, myself included, we try to avoid bad situations. Paul is not afraid of a bad situation because it might be a chance to tell someone else about Jesus. I just love that idea. So we're going to dive in, listen to how Paul is doing this. And once again, let's get this mental picture if you're, as you're getting your Bibles out, your NLT Bible, Acts 22, get your cup of coffee ready. Now, I want you to think about the idea. Paul is standing on some steps and all around him is a violent mob saying who knows what to him, trying to get through to him so they can kill him. And finally, he says, men of Jerusalem. And finally, everybody quiets down, waiting to hear what he has to say. And in that, he says this, verse one, brothers and esteemed fathers, Paul said, listen to me as I offer my defense. When they heard him speaking in their own language, the silence was even greater. Because at first, people are like, I don't listen to him. But when he's Speaking of mate, like, well, maybe we should hear what he has to say. Verse 3, Paul said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus in Cilicia, and I was brought up and educated here in Jerusalem under Gamaliel. Now, pause. Gamaliel, during the time, which, by the way, is a really cool name to say. I'm going to say it one more time. Gamaliel, you should try that, all right? He was known to be one of the most brilliant scholars of his time. So when Paul says, I was educated here in Jerusalem under Gamaliel, that's the same thing as him saying, I was trained up at the finest universities that are there. What, you pick what you think of Harvard, Yale, Stanford, the, the, the nicest university you can think of, that's the one he's saying. He's saying, I got a doctorate degree in, in theology at Harvard University. Everybody's like, whoa. Then he keeps on going. As his student, I was carefully trained in our Jewish laws and customs. I became very zealous to honor God in everything I did, just like all of you today. (laughs) And I was persecuting the followers of the way, hounding some to death, arresting both men and women and throwing them in prison. That was considered to be pretty unheard of to arrest women. So he's saying, I was hardcore. I didn't care. I was taking them all down. Verse 5, the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify that this is so. For I received letters from them to our Jewish brothers in Damascus, authorizing me to bring the followers of the way from there to Jerusalem in chains to be punished. As I was on the road approaching Damascus by noon, a very bright light from heaven suddenly shone down around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? I asked. And a voice replied, I am Jesus, the Nazarene, the one you are persecuting. The people with me saw a light, but didn't understand the voice speaking to me. I asked, what should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, get up, (laughs) get up and go to Damascus. And there you will be told everything you are to do. I was blinded by the intense light and had to be led by the hand to Damascus by my companions. A man named Ananias lived there. He was a godly man, deeply devoted to the law, and was well regarded by the Jews of Damascus. He came and stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. And at that very moment, I could see him. 
And then he told me, the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and hear him speak. For you will be his witness, telling everyone that you have seen and heard. And what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. Have your sins washed away by calling on the name of the Lord. Just pause for a moment to go, Ananias is a boss. He walks into the house or the lodging, whatever, the hotel room of a guy who he thought was out to kill him, because he was, and he just boldly says, boy, it's over for you. You're now going to serve the Lord. I, I mean, I'm come on now. When I get to heaven, I want to talk to Ananias, give him a high five and go, bro, you're cool. All right, here we go. Verse 17. After I returned to Jerusalem, I was praying in the temple and fell into a trance. I saw a vision of Jesus saying to me, hurry, leave Jerusalem for the people here won't accept your testimony about me. But Lord, I argued, they certainly know that in every synagogue, I imprisoned and beat up those who believe in you. And I was in complete agreement when your witness, Stephen, was killed. I stood by and kept the coats they took off as they stoned him. But the Lord told me, go, for I will send you away to the Gentiles. The crowd listened to Paul say that word. Then they all began to shout, away with such a fellow. He isn't fit to live. They yelled, threw off their coats, and tossed handfuls of dust into the air. So it just got real. You want to talk about they're mad, but then they start tearing their clothes. They start uh, throwing handfuls of dust into the air. And one of the reasons is because, number one, they said he heard God talk to him. And number two, he was saying that he was talking to the Gentiles. Two things that they didn't want you to say. And so it just, I mean, now, now they're even more angry. So whatever, whatever the commander thought was going to happen, the exact opposite is what happened. Verse 24, the commander brought Paul inside and ordered him lashed with whips to make him confess to his crime. He wanted to find out why the crowd had become so furious. It's also likely because this guy likely didn't speak Aramaic. So he's not sure what just happened, but it wasn't good. When they tied Paul down to, the, to lash him, Paul said to the officer standing there, now, wait a minute. Is it legal for you to whip a Roman citizen who hasn't been tried? When the officer heard this, he went to the commander and said, "Um, what are you doing? This man is a Roman citizen. So the commander went over to Paul and said, tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I certainly am, Paul replied. I am too, the commander muttered, but it cost me plenty. Yes, Paul said, but I am a citizen by birth. So the soldiers who were about to interrogate Paul quickly withdrew when they heard that he was a Roman citizen and the commander was frightened because he had ordered him to be bound and whipped. Now, the reason why is because when you were a Roman citizen, you were considered under the protection of Rome and its emperor. And so if you ever accused anybody, you had to be able to prove it or they would kill you for it. So it was, it, was not, it was considered to be not cool that there was a status involved. And so the fact that he was telling them to whip him and interrogate him, if they couldn't prove it, they die. <laughs> so all of a sudden they're like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. So then verse 30, the next day, the commander ordered the leading priest into the session with the Jewish high council, and he wanted to find out what the trouble was all about. So he released Paul to have him stand before them. So as we get ready to end our time together today, what have we just read about? Paul sees a problem as actually a great opportunity. He's been arrested. He's been hit. He's been beat. And now he could have just ran away. But instead he said, I'm going to take this bad day 
as a chance to do something good for the Lord. And he got up and he told his story. And then it wasn't up to him what they did with it. His job was to be obedient to what God had said. Well, how can we apply this today? And that is, sometimes things are going to go from bad to worse in our life. And sometimes the best thing we can do is just make it through the day. But even within bad days, there's opportunities to honor the Lord. And I'm just curious about this. Have you ever had one of those days when bad goes to worse? And you just get in that moment where like, I don't know what to do. You know, I have those a lot. And one of the things I try to do, learning from the Apostle Paul, is when bad things go to worse, and I'm just trying to get through the rest of the day, I start to look around. Because many times it's in those bad moments when God opens a door to speak to someone in someone's life. And the great thing about it is, is when you get a chance to share your story or to share hope with them, it, it is something that, that helps them. But you know what else it does? Is it encourages you. I want to encourage you with this, that the next time you're going through a bad day, find a way to bless somebody else. Find a way to give a blessing that you want to receive and watch what it does. Not only does it bless them, but it encourages you as well. And so I think Paul would tell us in this chapter, when you're having a bad day, keep going, but find a way to make it life-giving and then trust the Lord with the rest. And you might be surprised what it ends up doing. Well, what I want to do today is I want to pray for us. I want to share our scripture, and then we're going to turn on some music. We're going to give you an opportunity just to reflect on what the Lord maybe has put in your heart today. Maybe what I just got through saying didn't speak to you at all. Maybe it was a, another part of this as we were reading together. Just a moment, just to decompress God's word and let it speak to our lives. And then I hope you have a wonderful day. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much that sometimes it's in the worst days that we see the greatest lights, greatest opportunities. Lord, I pray today that everyone has the best day of their life. But if, God, if our journey takes us through challenges today, unmet expectations, difficult moments, whatever it may be. I pray, God, that while we are going through that, you help us to see the opportunities to make a difference, to know that you're with us and you're for us, and that you'll give us the courage to take that next step. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Don't forget that God's word says, Jesus said in Acts chapter one, he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. My prayer today is that you'll receive the power of the Holy Spirit and it will encourage you to share your story with someone today. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Acts chapter 23.